Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that there is more to confidence in the bedroom or the kitchen or the sex club or a stairwell or the woods or wherever you are. There's so much more to sex wherever you do it than just jackhammering away. But if all you're missing in your relationship is some mutually beneficial stiffness, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office with the doctors that never got trained in sex ed and how to talk to people about it, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They say that there is nothing sexier than confidence, and Blue Chew can help give you confidence where it counts. Of course, I know you sweet listeners know that using confidence to connect, if you can be confident enough to be really vulnerable with someone, to communicate, to create a safe space that you occupy together, that is super hot. That's the foundation of a connection. And if you have a boner, that can definitely help you do certain things that you know that I love, just as long as you don't skip all the other stuff too. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. And as they say, chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER. At checkout, you just pay $5 shipping. That is bluechew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. $5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code SAVE to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code SAVE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code SAVE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. the humans. My name is Wyo Lee, and you're listening to Sex Stories, a podcast where I ask people to share their most intimate stories about sex. Now, this episode is going to be a little different from most of them because it's just me. So I'm actually going to start off by answering all of the questions briefly that I might ask guests. And before I do that, I want to talk a little bit about why I'm doing this podcast. I'm a really open person, and people just in life tend to share really personal stuff with me. Maybe because I do it first. Maybe I'm an oversharer. It's possible. But I think there's a real power in those stories. I know that when I hear other people tell me stories, I use that in my personal life, and then I, that is how I grow. And I also just find myself wishing that I had had more information when I first started having sex. I just didn't have that many friends who were doing it, or if they did, they were too shy to talk about it. My roommate in college literally gave me a book called Hot Sex, How to Do It, because I was so curious, I was asking her so many questions when I was 18 and I hadn't had sex yet because I kept getting rejected. 
And she was too shy to talk about it. So she gave me a book instead. So I want to shift that in our culture. I want to shift that conversation on a larger scale because I do believe that it's an important step to just talk about it, to get less scared talking about it. So that then we're less scared when the scary stuff happens. So that's my little intro. That's what I'm doing here. It's not supposed to be gross. It's not, it might, it might be a turn on. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's not specifically supposed to be a turn on, but I'm going to start off by just telling you all of my own details and, uh, let me know what you think. And let me know if you have any questions that I should be asking that I haven't thought of yet. So, so I'm just going to go through my list of questions that I'm going to be using to inspire guests and give you my own personal answers. So I am a 29-year-old female. I identify as pansexual, which just means you like men, women, and everyone in between. It means I don't, I don't personally attach my attraction to, I just fall in love with people or just fall into attraction with people based on a feeling. Like half the time, I don't even know what they actually look like. Like someone will be like, he's so hot. And I'll be like, you're right, he is. Or like, that's your boyfriend is, is something I've experienced in the past. Ooh, should I say that? I don't know. He's not going to listen. I grew up on an orange ranch in Visalia, California. So it's a conservative place. It's a medium sized city of, I think it's now up to 125,000. We had a large Catholic population and a ton of pregnant teenagers. I think when I was there, it was one of the highest teen pregnancy rates in California. We didn't have great sex ed. And my parents, I went to church sometimes. We weren't super religious. We were generally religious. I never had like a promise ring or anything like that. I didn't go to church when I was old enough to choose not to go to church. I didn't really go, but we, we did holidays and stuff. So wasn't raised saying my prayers every night but was raised to be vaguely Methodist. I am an actor, writer, director, podcaster. I produce an astrology podcast also because I've been in Los Angeles for 11 years now. <laughs> and I'm also a photographer and a painter. So I like to do all the creative things. So I have a, a pool of people that I'm surrounded with that tend to be more open and sexually free than maybe a lot of my friends back home. And that's another reason why I'm curious to start this podcast because I want to get them on, but I also want to get people that maybe don't want to talk about sex as much here. Now, my next question is age. I discovered masturbation. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I'm pretty sure I was 10 and I read about it in a book called asking questions about sex and growing up. I'm pretty sure like if, if I'm making that up, if there's nothing about masturbation in that book, then that is my <laughs> the belief that's in my head. Um, and yeah, I started, I started touching myself when I was pretty young and definitely discovered the shower head when I was in my maybe early teens. I don't know. And I did not have sex with another person until I was 19. And that was not for lack of trying. I was rejected three times by two different dudes. And at the time I considered myself heterosexual or I just really hadn't thought about it. Like I, I was like, I don't know. What would you even do with a girl? Like I was one of those, I really was ignorant. I just didn't know. So my relationship with sex has changed a lot since then. But I'm going to start with my earliest memories and feelings around sex, blowjobs, cunnilingus. So when I was really little, I remember learning what sex was for the first time when I was about four years old. My mom is a nurse and she taught labor and delivery when I was growing up. So I knew from a scientific level that sex was a penis going into a vagina, but it seemed so implausible to me. I thought I must have heard wrong. I remember being a very small child and I remember making Barbie's scissor and I was just like, I don't think I 
heard it right. That doesn't make sense. How could that fit? Um, I, th- I was 16 when I learned about blowjobs, and that was from a Swedish exchange student who was staying with us. And she, I was so curious because she had had sex when she was 15. And so I was like, tell me everything. And again, I didn't get a ton of details. She was pretty like, yeah, well, what do you want to know? Yeah, well, you just do it. Like, that's that's all there is. Yeah, I had a boyfriend. Very matter of fact. And I was just like, but like, then what? And I do remember pre-YouTube, like looking up on the internet, like a blowjob how-to video, because I was just like looking for tips. Um, I think I gave my first blowjob when I was 16 or 17 to my secret hookup buddy in high school. He was a year older than I was and very popular. And I was like, you know, a slightly nerdy girl, not that nerdy, but just like, I just was really independent and I got along with people, but I was like always doing my own thing. And he was my secret, uh, hookup buddy. And I'd, I'd sneak out to go see him and I got to practice blowjobs on him. Lucky, lucky, lucky boy. (laughs) Um, cunnilingus. Yeah. I was, uh, I think the first time a dude went down on me, I was 17. That sounds about right. Yeah. 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 I was 17. It was not a special story. I just, I was very drunk. Um, it was very exciting. It was a boy I'd had a crush on since I was very, very young. And I just thought he was so cute and so sweet. And I had no idea what was happening. Like I, I had heard about it. I knew what it was. I knew boys were supposed to pleasure girls. I didn't let my secret hookup buddy pleasure me because I was like, it's too special. Back then I was really looking for the right candidate to lose my virginity to when I was old enough. I do remember also being very, very young and thinking, gosh, I can't wait until I'm like 20 and get married so I can have sex. Like it wasn't that anyone had ever specifically instructed me to wait until marriage. The closest thing I got to a sex talk was my mom saying something about uh, don't let a boy pressure you into sex if he says he loves you. And that never happened. She just never told me what to do if I wanted to have sex on my own. (laughs) So that was the closest thing I got to a sex talk, which is my next question. And I, yeah, I don't remember anything besides that. Oh, I guess my mom did give me that book. Um, and there was another book called Show Me. Actually, I'm going to Google it right now because what is that book? Show me book pictures, naked people. I feel like it was German or something. No, I'm not finding anything on Google. Okay. Well, I remember a book called Show Me. It was a big, black, hardbound book. And... I think after they gave it to us, like we took it from the, we, me and my older brother, maybe it was just me. We took it into the guest house bedroom where we would, we hid it under the bed and we would like take it out and show our friends. And that was like, I guess the closest thing to, (laughs) to porn that I experienced. Um, I remember in sex ed, I felt very proud. I'm remembering back to like fourth grade. The first sex ed I got was was wrapped up with them teaching us about AIDS. And I remember feeling very proud that I already knew what a condom was. And I don't remember where I learned about a condom, but I remember this like feeling of pride of like, oh, I already know some of this. I remember a bad video in fifth grade where they showed ovaries with pancakes, like the shape of them. I I don't know why they made us watch that. I remember boys and girls had to be separated. I remember sex ed being a lot about your period, about getting your period. Uh, I don't remember anything in high school. But that is because I didn't take health with everybody else. I wanted to take way too many classes, so I did a study abroad through a Christian high school. So that's probably why I didn't get anything in high school. Um, And growing up, I was just really shy about sex, and I had a hard time talking about it. I knew 
when I finally did lose my virginity, I was so excited and felt so proud. And I did not know how to talk to my sexual partners. They were men. The first dozen or so were men. And I just thought that when I got a boyfriend, that's when I would figure out how to have an orgasm with a partner. I was a little bit too nervous and was probably actually very orgasm shy. But then when I eventually did get a boyfriend, it wasn't that much easier. And I didn't know how to communicate about it. And he was sensitive and I was not very good at talking about sensitive things because I would just want him to read my mind and then I would get mad and we'd get in fights. And then I was like, I'm never going to have an orgasm with a partner. And I just sort of was like, oh, maybe maybe I'm one of those women that's just shaped a certain way so they don't get orgasms. Because that was something I had read about this many women can never have an orgasm with a partner. And so I was just like, oh, maybe that's me. Uh, and I have since learned that that is not true. I just need to be in a good mental, emotional and physical space and have a partner who wants me to have an orgasm but isn't asking me every five seconds if I've come yet. So there's a big difference in in my mind, at least for my body. And yeah, let's see. Okay, so now I'm uh, into the section where I want to ask people what gets them off. The more specific, the better. Oh, I'm feeling shy. (laughs) I can't believe I'm going to ask people these questions. I've already asked. I've already recorded nine episodes at this point. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I should go ahead and do my own thing. It seems easier when you're talking to other people, though. So kinks, I discovered in April 2017 that I'm super into BDSM. I identify as a submissive and I kind of stumbled into it. Not really. No, no, that's wrong. That's wrong. I didn't stumble. I sought it out. I was with uh, a girlfriend who is an off again, on again lover. Like we're friends. We also are sometimes lovers. And I was like, I've always wanted to be tied up. And then like she played around with a tie with me and it was like fun for a second. But I was like, what is this? What if I do like the whole formal thing? And so I went on the internet and joined FetLife. And I was like, uh, just talk to the first dude who was not creepy. And I ended up meeting him for coffee and he became my master and we hit it off from there. So I did not know what I was getting into truly. And I do feel like I've been lucky in so many ways because it's not that I've been making the smartest decisions my entire sexual life. I just have been really, really lucky. I've never been attacked. Maybe I have a good intuition. I don't know if I can take credit for it, but I have jumped into some situations where I'm like, wow, I'm I'm yay for being alive still. So with this guy, I met him at a coffee shop. He seemed good. And I was like, okay, tomorrow night, yes, I will meet you in a hotel room. I will get strapped to a bed and I will do a ton of kinky things with you. And that included anal sex the first night. And I'd had it before, but I was never that into it. I was like, I actually had it the night I lost my virginity because I was so curious. I was like, yeah, let's try everything. And when he brought it up with me, I was like, I don't know. Like, I'm, I don't know. And he was like, well, what, what don't you know about it? And I was like, well, I, it's not very comfortable. And, and I'm just nervous that something would happen like, and I'd be embarrassed. And he's like, like what? Like what? Like, what do you mean? And I was like, like, I don't know. What if it gets messy? You hear the messy stories. And he was like, okay, so what if it gets messy? And I said, well, then I would be embarrassed. And he was like, well, what if you never had to be embarrassed around me? And that seems so obvious, but it was a revelation to me at the time that, duh, the person I'm fucking, I shouldn't be embarrassed in front of. And that kind of has opened up my whole world sexually and it's made me appreciate my body more. And I just want to like tell everyone because again, it seems so obvious, but I didn't know. And I'm not a dumb person. I'm not an inexperienced person, but I just hadn't clicked in my brain in that way. And I still realized in that moment for as sex positive as and open-minded as I thought I was, 
I was still carrying a ton of cultural shame with me at the time. So that was a big deal for me. Because of my adventure into the land of kink, I have gotten so much more explicit around conversations about sex ahead of time with partners to the point where I've actually turned guys off. And just to clarify, like I'm saying guys, uh, because I do, it's easier for me to just like stumble upon dudes who want to go out. I'm a lot more shy when it comes to women. I don't know how to ask them out. I'm still in the awkward phase of like, oh my gosh, are my girlfriends going to think I'm hitting on them because I like ladies? I'm like not on dating apps because it seems too overwhelming. So most of my dating experiences are with men, although some of my most significant ones are with female bodied humans. So anyway, just to clarify, I did have an experience earlier this year where a guy invited himself over to my house. Now I do live in a loft and I do paint there and I do shoot photos there, but he invited himself over to my studio, as he said, for a second date when I'd been pitching like lunch or hanging out in the park with his dog. And so I was like, oh, if you want to come over to my house, I didn't think we were having a sexual conversation, but we can talk about that. And he got so offended. He's like, well, I can't, you would ass- I can't believe you would assume that. And I was like, oh, well, I- then why, like literally why else would you want to come over to my house for a second date? I was like, I got really like datey vibes from you. But if, if you want to just like skip straight to fucking, like that's just a different conversation. Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that the foundation to an awesome sex life is excellent mental and physical health. But if proper rest, exercise, and a healthy lifestyle aren't leading to the blood flow you'd like when and where you'd like it, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. And the process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no dealing with awkward physicians who aren't trained to talk about sex lives, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They always say first impressions are important, but what about lasting impressions? Lovers, I do believe that we can always make loving, lasting impressions by connecting and being present and chasing our pleasure and our partner's pleasure. And if your priority is making a deep, deep impression between two beautiful, enthusiastic thighs or cheeks in the name of partnered pleasure, I get it. I've worn a strap on now. I, too, love having a hard cock. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at BlueChew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER at checkout. You just pay $5 for shipping. That is BlueChew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. So my my foyer into kink has made me a much more, uh, I guess, like straightforward. I also just got to the point where I'm like, oh, I, I can ask for clarity if I want it. And I like love just utter clarity with people because I've spent so much of my life being so confused that now I'm like, oh, I can ask for it. And it's like really refreshing that when someone freaks out, if I ask just to clarify what they mean, then I don't need them in my life. So that's been my journey in communication from very confusing, guessing, sort of like hoping and waiting communication to like a very direct style, which I just love knowing. That's what I love about BDSM. I love the absolute clarity about everything. Okay, first times kissing, sex, blowjobs. I think I kind of covered those. 
I don't remember. My first kiss, I was under the moon. It's not that sexy. It was very full of tongue. I just remember being like, wow, it was a lot of slobber. And it, I guess it just hadn't really occurred to me like what a makeout kiss was like, or I thought it was like something you worked up to, or I, I don't know. I just didn't know. Um, I love blowjobs. So my current thoughts on blowjobs are, I love them. I did not start out this way. I, interestingly enough, initially when I started giving blowjobs to my secret hookup buddy in high school, I did not identify it as a sexual act. It wasn't actually until my Swedish friend, my yeah, who told me about sex things, and I was like, oh, it's a sexual thing. She's like, yeah, that's why they call it oral sex. And I was like, that's ridiculous. So in a very funny way, I just sort of like didn't have this, I don't know, I was just sort of like, yeah, that's a thing I've done, that's whatever. And I don't, I, I'm, I, I wish I could go back in time and be like, what were those early blowjobs like? But uh I never really liked them until I got into kink. It wasn't until last year with my master that I, that they went from something that I like enjoyed doing for a person that I cared about, like for that person to like, this is like my thing and I get to enjoy the actual sensation. And I think part of what has flipped that for me is I, I now know how to deep throat and I just really enjoy it. I also really got in touch with my sensual, uh, I want to say skin to skin side. What I'm trying to say is I started enjoying my body more in the last two years, mainly because of paying attention to my body. And that's kind of, I had a whole thing where I went away to South America for six months and I was taking naked pictures of myself just for me. And like only now in the last six months that it's the end of 2018, have I started posting them and sharing them. And, uh, and it all sort of feels related to this sex podcast, but it's all a little bit different too. And so it was when I started, I don't know, learned to deep throat and then got really proud of it. And then just like, I love the like sensations. So I really, really love intense sensations, but I really don't love tickling. And I really, which like I'm mentioning that because for some people it is a kink and I really don't like being mildly uncomfortable. So like you can beat me. I really love being choked with consent discussed beforehand with a master, my master specifically. Yeah. And so I love blowjobs. So I'm like, I don't know great at them. And it's like fun to get good feedback. And I also have gotten better at communicating with people that I'm with about like, what do you like? Like if it's a man, I'm like, how sensitive are your balls? Like, what do you, do you have a favorite thing? Let me show you what I'm into. And then you give me like, tell me if you have a favorite thing that I haven't gotten to. And what I found is most of the time people sort of like, like to be generally surprised. I'm a lot less um, confident with going down on a woman because I'm just like, is my tongue strong enough? Am I doing the right thing? I know that my vagina is really sensitive depending on the day. And so that was more alarming to me before I was uh, as proficient in communicating because I, I, I used to just be so shy and so scared and I literally could not find the words to communicate around sex because I had no examples. And now I feel like if I were to find a lady that I wanted to spend a, a lovely time with, um, in a naked way, I would probably be like, how does this feel? What do you want fingers as well? Like, where do you want stuff to go? And I will say that, um, I'm becoming better at articulating that for myself and sharing it with my lovers in real time. Like my clitoris on some days is like extremely sensitive. So you cannot like lightly brush a fingertip over it. Like to start with, like that, that will sometimes cause me pain, but for me to actually have an orgasm, eventually it's got to be like 
I don't know, I guess pushed, rubbed, like hit pretty hard. Um, so like, I do like really vigorous sex eventually, but if it's like rubbing in the wrong way, then sometimes I'm, I'm like in a very painful situation. And so then I need some like skin folds to cover up the super sensitive part, but it like depends so, so much on the day is what I'm discovering. So those are my, uh, butt stuff. Yeah. I love it now. I didn't when I first started and it took me months to warm up to it, but I like the dirtiness of it. I like the, I don't know. I've had, I've had askasms now and I thought. They were a myth and now I have had them and they don't happen every time. And some days butt sex is still like uncomfortable to the point where I have to say, okay, mercy, mercy, let's stop for today. Or like I beg a reset kind of thing because I did get into it with my master. And I, yeah, I don't know the stuff that people said that was so scary. It's not that scary. Like your butthole's not going to break apart. Like it's not, or I mean, if it has, I don't know. I've been having it pretty regularly for a year and a half little more. Yeah. So I'm all for it. I also like putting a finger up a dude's butt, like particularly if he's inside me. I think that's super hot. I haven't actually gotten to play with a lady asshole. So that's uh, something I guess on my bucket list. I mean, not, not that I like, there are some people that are like fascinated by buttholes. For me, it's sort of like, I'm happy to be played with in so many ways. And I, I think that for me right now, that would start out as a, although I'm thinking that I'm, I'm thinking like, yeah, if she had a strap on, I would definitely like that. Uh, so, okay, maybe it is a bucket list or something to possibly look forward to in a curious but non-attached way. There we go. <laughs> um, I think my biggest sexual turnoff is just, uh, just someone who's not paying attention. Like, I feel like that hits all the main bases. Like, if they don't listen to my words, if they physically are not attuned to my body, and then if they also just, like, ignore stuff when I explicitly state it out loud... But I also get turned off by stuff like stupidity and, um, but I, I don't know, not even stupidity because I feel like it falls into the category of people just not paying attention. So that's probably just my number one thing. Um, I, I don't know. Obviously if someone is like, I don't know, I'm trying to think like, I, it's not an eight, like I've, I've slept with people that are older, <laughs> significantly older than I am. I've slept with, I guess I've never slept with someone who was like really dirty. Like not that they have to shower right before they come to me, but I've never been with somebody where I was like, you need to shower before we get together. Um, that I can recall. I'm trying to think if I've ever like been in a mud run with somebody that I was going to have sex with later, but I don't know. Yeah. I feel it's mostly for me not paying attention. Uh, I have been with a person of the same sex. I have been with multiple partners at the same time. I've had a, a couple of threesomes. Um, most of them have been a, one woman and one man. Most of them, or a female-bodied person and a male. Um, most of them have been, not not as like a many, like it's like, I don't know, less than 10. I'd have to stop and count. I did have one that was, uh, we didn't have penetrative sex, but I did have two dudes give me a massage all the way. Like it started out with me just being, yes, massage, yes to this, yes to this. Uh, yes to yoni massage. Does that mean an orgasm? Sure. Penetration? No thanks, not feeling it today. And that was like a really delicious, uh, <laughs> it was a delicious evening. What else? Best, worst, weirdest sex blowjobs. I feel like this is just going to have to come out over the course of the podcast. I am going to let each guest ask me a question at the end of every episode. So I don't know. I hope it doesn't get too redundant. I feel the most in touch with my body when I'm well rested. 
and when I'm well fed, not overly full, but like when I am, when I, when my physical needs are just taken care of and I'm in a space where I can be comfortably naked, like I'm safe with whoever I'm with, it's not too hot, it's not too cold, it's just right, that I can just feel anything and I could get touches for days and days and days. I have, I feel like I have an endless desire to be touched. And I think that is one of the things about my master that I have enjoyed so much is that he just seems to touch me as much as I want to be touched. And yeah, I guess I always did have this nervousness with previous partners of like, I just want so much more than I feel like I deserve to ask for. And for the first time, I feel like, oh, no, that's I can just tell people that. And maybe someone doesn't want to touch me. Like maybe they're like, my hands are tired. I don't know. I haven't come across that yet, but I also haven't explored that many new partners since my master. So, yeah, that's the end of that section. Uh, I do talk about sex with partners ahead of time. I talk about protection ahead of time. I almost always have to be the one to bring it up. Guys, because I've never had to bring it up with a lady. Gentlemen, get your shit together. It's very easy to have a condom with you. Do not expect to put your dick inside of anyone without a condom. Bring it up. Check in. Don't be an asshole. Don't wait for her. If you want to have sex, you've got to be a grown-up and talk about it. Now, that said, maybe wait until it's the right time. And I don't mean like during sex, like when you're getting hot and heavy, when you're like grinding on each other without a condom. No, no, no. Before then. Okay, that's the end of my rant. Another question I have, body hair preferences for myself or partners. I don't care that much about other people. I mean, I also have not encountered a human that like had so much hair that I like couldn't do whatever I needed to do. So I don't foresee it being a problem based on what I know about humans, but I, I don't know. Um, for myself, I actually really like to be clean shaven in the pubic area. That is for me. I would never do it. I know that some people are like, women, grow your hair out. Great, grow it out. I love the sensation of skin on skin. Um, more so, I actually care about it less if I'm like fucking a dude or playing around with someone. But for myself, for masturbation purposes, I love skin on skin. So uh, I, I do try to shave. I use an electric razor because I have extremely sensitive skin and I'll get crazy, crazy bumps that are very painful if I wax or even I tried sugaring didn't work for me this is not really in the sex category but it's related and yeah regular razors can't do it interested in laser hair removal need to do some more research and I don't know if there's enough long-term research for me to go there yet but curious definitely curious uh, my future hopes goals and dreams for my sex life I I want to have great sex for the rest of my life I want to find ease and delight in the communication around it, in the search for partners. I get really nervous when it comes to sleeping with new people. I get so nervous. I don't know why. Every single time I just get nervous. It, it's not like I think they're going to judge me. It's just like maybe irrational fear. And I think that's intensified now that I'm into kink because I'm like, I don't know how to find a new partner. I don't know if I'm going to like the same thing. I don't know. You know, and it's sort of the same things that you're afraid of each time you go looking for a new person. And not that I'm looking, looking, but, you know, I'm open. I'm, I'm into open relationships in general. Okay, home stretch. Family, what would they think if they heard this? Well, as you'll find out tomorrow... My mom is actually my first guest 
on the podcast. So they are supportive. I don't imagine they'll listen to it if they heard it. I think they would be maybe a little bit shocked or surprised. And I don't think they would ever say anything about it. I hope. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's good to have open relationships. I, I never had that with my parents growing up. So it would just be honestly hard for me to imagine now if they heard it. I don't know if my sister, my sister doesn't care. We share details. My brother, I don't think he wants to know this stuff. So, you know, <laughs> and if my 92 year old grandma heard it, I think she would say something hilarious because she's got some good one liners. If I could go back and give a younger version of myself sex advice, uh, what age would I pick and what would I say? Hmm. I think I could have picked like any age, any adolescent age, maybe. I don't know. So maybe I'd go back to 13 and just say, when sex becomes a thing, don't be afraid to talk about it which I guess comes back to this entire podcast. But I think that's the best piece of advice I could give myself because I think communication around it or lack thereof is what led me to have way more mediocre sex than I needed to. So I think that's, I think that's it for me. Lastly, because my very last question is ask me a sex question. I'm not going to ask myself. I've already been asking myself sex questions this whole time. So... My last question of this episode for myself is to share a fantasy. Okay, I'm going to share a simple one that is, uh, <laughs> ooh, I got very shy feeling. Um, my current fantasy is to experience a double penetration with two men. I know this might be extreme for some listeners, even for myself of two years ago, or maybe even one year ago I would have been like oh no fuck that no no thank you I'm not interested and there's still part of me that feels very intimidated for those of you who don't know a double penetration is where one partner is penetrating from like vaginally and one anally so the idea is that you're filling up the holes and honestly I would probably be in a consensual place with people that I had picked out like not a gangbang scenario I would be interested to see how it feels uh, I have experienced something with a woman with a strap on and a man, and I liked it very much. I would also be curious to see if I could get double penetrated and then also like be giving a blowjob, although coordination wise, it just seems very difficult. And I like I have this fear of like, oh, I might literally die, like my head might explode, which probably wouldn't actually happen. But that's just those are my feelings. So that is my fantasy so now that I'm feeling incredibly vulnerable, I do just want to let you guys know that every episode is going to be totally different. I'm getting a wide variety of different people to come on and their comfort levels are completely different. And I am just really excited to share what we have with you so far. So tomorrow's episode is me talking to my mom, which is just amazing. 